welcome to Vet Talk, the veterinary podcast. I'm Dr. Nathan. Our first topic is how to become a veterinarian. First off, I'd like to introduce myself and tell you why I'm making this podcast. I grew up on a farm in Kentucky with horses, Paso Fino specifically. I then attended Moorhead State University and earned an Associates of Applied Science of Veterinary Technology and a Bachelor's of University Studies before attending Auburn University College of Veterinary Medicine. I graduated and in 2010 started my own mobile veterinary practice in Kentucky. My practice consists of 60% horse work, 15% cattle work, 5% goats, pig, and sheep work, 20% small animal work, and relief work at other local veterinary clinics. From my experiences, I decided to make a podcast. Why a podcast? I like educating. I want to address multiple people. So at times I will ask for patience if a topic isn't exactly interesting to you because we will hopefully get back to what interests you soon. The three groups of people that I wish to talk to the most are animal owners, vet students, and veterinarians. Of course, anyone who is interested can listen, but it is tailored to those three groups of people. I want to explore answers to common questions I receive and explain diseases to an extent that I do not have time to explain while with a client in the exam room. In the exam room, I have 20 to 30 minutes where I must do an exam, figure out a diagnosis, then condense entire semester's worth of classes from veterinary school to something a client will understand. With this podcast, I want the client to have something where they can go home and at their leisure hear more in depth about a specific topic with time to digest more information on that topic. For veterinary students, I want to give some perspective from the real world and hopefully give them some aha moments. In the last five years, I've been working on cases and many times all of a sudden I'll go, aha! That's my aha moment where I finally understand something the professors from vet school were trying to tell me. If I can, I'd like to give that to veterinary students at an earlier age so they can become better veterinarians sooner. I also want to let veterinarians hear what other vets are doing. Because of our somewhat solitary nature, we are sometimes isolated. I want my experience and the experience of the other vets who will be on this podcast to be put out there, not to tell other vets what to do, but so they know what's going on in this corner of the world what this podcast is not. It is not a substitute for your veterinarian. It is meant to be a supplement. This will explain medical things, but actual treatments must be determined by your vet who has first-hand knowledge of the case at hand. This is to explain and give reasoning so clients can see the process vets are going through to care for their pets. Often in my own clinic, I go against the norm or standard treatments because of the unique situations which arise in medicine, much as every veterinarian does. So I don't want you to go back and tell your vet that Dr. Nathan said to do this, because that is not what this podcast is for. Again, this is to give reasoning on why veterinarians make the recommendations that they do, not to take the place of their recommendations. For other vets, this is not a forum to be critical, but just something that can hopefully be of use to you. And for vet students, this is not to countermand instruction from professors, but to be another explanation that may make sense because of a different perspective it is coming from. Okay, all that being said, on to today's topic, 
How do you become a veterinarian? There are, of course, many different ways, but we will follow my track, and hopefully that will guide you. For kids, this will give you an idea what you are getting into. For parents, this will give you an idea what you may be forcing your kids into. And for those who did not become vets, it may help you realize you made the right choice. First off, don't limit yourself. Life takes many unexplained turns. Lots of kids know they want to be a vet at five years of age, and they become vets. Don't be discouraged if you didn't know this at age five. I want to be a vet at five years of age, but I also want to be a firefighter, a policeman, an astronaut, and a Jedi. Explore and figure out what you want to do and do something you are passionate about. In middle school and elementary school, any experience helps, but mainly just focus on getting good grades and getting into good study habits. And no, a C in first grade will not hurt your chances of getting into vet school. That was an actual question I had asked of me. In high school, if you have the option, take science and math classes. But remember, all classes are important and have information that may help you in life. Remember, don't limit yourself. Some schools have programs in high school to track you to become a vet. There's no reason not to do this, but be wary about limiting yourself early on. Most do not get into vet school, and most do not become veterinarians. All the veterinarians in the country would just fill the average football stadium. Veterinarians are a minority. My advice is to experience things, and whatever you do, do it well. I became a vet because I thought it would be challenging, I'd get to work outdoors, I didn't have to work on humans, and I was very comfortable working with animals. I determined this my senior semester of my senior year of high school. So you have time to make this decision. In the meantime, just get good grades and experience things. When you decide to become a vet, or while you're still making this decision, I recommend shadowing. That's where you follow vets around after school or during summer breaks. This is, of course, easier when you can drive. But you're doing this to see what they actually do and if you like that. Also, follow vets at multiple clinics if you can, because this gives you a broader idea of the profession. Everyone does things a little bit differently. Also, start looking at colleges and visit them. See how many these colleges have in their pre-vet programs and what rates they get their students into vet school and the tuition rates. Can you afford the school that you want to go to, knowing you'll have graduate school later on? Decide on a place where you can learn comfortably. If, like me, you hate big cities, don't go to a school where there's not a tree inside. And be on the lookout for scholarships to help pay for undergrad or veterinary school. It's never too early to have a little bit more money. Because you have to start looking at the cost of vet school and the salary that veterinarians make. In 2014, the average debt for veterinarians graduating vet school was $140,000. Some of my friends back in 2010 who went to island schools had over $200,000 in debt. This is a little bit above $1,300 a month for 10 years if you're looking at the loan repayment plan. Let me tell you, 2010 when I graduated was not much better, so don't look for a drop of veterinary school prices anytime soon. The starting salaries on average for all disciplines, being large animal, 
small animal or mixed animal practice in 2015 was about $45,000. Most that start with a base salary between $40,000 and $60,000. This of course depends on your geographic area. Rural areas make less than city area and what level of practice you are at. Are you a practice owner, which may make a little bit more in the future, or have you been practicing for 10 or 15 years where you can make more? Veterinarians who have been practicing a while could make anywhere around ninety-six dollars to $100,000 a year. But look in the area that you want to practice and see what those vets are making. A hot topic of debate currently is are too few or are there too many veterinarians and are they underpaid? My thought is there are plenty of veterinarians out there, but they're not dispersed properly. And this is because poor economic areas don't have them, hence the problem with a lot of large animal medicine. If a practice doesn't have clients who can afford to pay for medical services, then the practice can't survive and you don't get a salary. So this is something that you want to ask yourself, do you want to get into this? Vets don't make as much as their human doctor counterparts. Make sure a veterinary salary in the area you want to practice is a salary that you are comfortable living off of. And again, this is not to discourage you, but you need to ask the question, will you make money doing what you want to do? We finally get to college. And the main thing in college, get good grades. Good grades are critical. Your grades are extensively looked at by vet school, especially organochemistry and physics. Plan accordingly. Don't take 20 classes and then throw organic chemistry and physics on at the end of that. Give them the time they are due. Experience should not be underrated either. Moorhead State University Veterinary Technology Program helped me know I had the technical skills to be a vet. It also helped me know that I could handle working with sick animals. And after I graduated from that program, I knew I had a fallback degree if I couldn't get into veterinary school. Also, to become a veterinary technician, I had taken a national board exam. So when I took my second one, the veterinary school national exam, I wasn't as nervous. This gave me a load of experience above my classmates as far as practical hands-on experience with animals. And that definitely helped in vet school. Lastly, do not look down at any class you take. I will not bore you with examples, but there are many humanity classes out there that have helped me relate with clients so I can better understand those clients and better relate to them, and that allows me to give better care to their pets. All knowledge is important. You just have to figure out where to use it. This is not to say every veterinarian needs a veterinary technician degree, but it does mean continue to get vet experience during school and have fallback plans. I have a link here for degree statistics to get into vet school. This will be made available in the downloadable script when the web page is up and running. The script will have my notes I am speaking off of as well as links and references that I mentioned. Most getting into vet school are getting chemistry or biology degrees, but other degrees can help. Mine was a Bachelor of University Studies, heavy on the science classes. At year three and four of college, apply to and visit vet school. Many people apply year three to get a feel for the process and get a feel for the interview as well as look at the veterinary schools they are interested in attending. Be warned, very few get in at year three, 
But if you apply to multiple schools, you can then narrow your search after you have visited these schools for your competitive application during year four of undergrad. Where do you apply? Anywhere, really, even out of the country. There are 30 veterinary schools accredited by the AVMA, American Veterinary Medical Association. 28 are in the U.S., and two more are being added, and there are also two schools out of the U.S. There are also island schools and schools in other countries. Remember when applying to check tuition rates. In-state and out-of-state tuition rates are different. Then consider if you want to move to that school to get in-state tuition rates, or that school state, I should say. Remember to look at the cost of the vet schools you want to apply to, as this is something you will have to pay back. I mentioned there were island schools. There are two island schools, as well as schools in other countries, but there are extra steps for licensing when you go to these schools. Look into these. I also want to dispel a belief that the island school students are not as good as mainland students. I originally thought that because I met a bad vet from an island school, but that taught me that generalizations are dangerous to make. The island school students I worked with on clinics proved that they were much brighter than I ever would be. To those rotation mates I am speaking of, please do not let this go to your head. I merely want people to know that the education at the island schools is good. Just remember the cost associated with them financially. You could also go to England and live abroad. There's veterinary schools over there. I thought that would be fun. But remember, you want to look at the steps you will need to complete your licensing so you can practice medicine where you want to practice after graduation. Anyway, for all the veterinary schools, there's an online application form, the VIMCAS, V-M-C-A-S. This is where you will go online, put your personal info, your experience, your awards, your letter of recommendations, your transcripts, everything that the vet schools require for application you put there. Remember, when you're looking at these schools, go where you are comfortable. You'll get a fine education from any veterinary school. And when making your decision, just remember, Auburn University College of Veterinary Medicine is number one alphabetically and otherwise. With your online VIMCAST, you're going to have to submit a few things. I mentioned the letters of recommendation. Typically, you get about three. And this is better from someone who knows your work and can write a thorough and good recommendation and not from someone who barely knows you. Other things you will need to be working on and need to complete for the VIMCAST are the GRE and personal statements. If things go well, you'll get an interview at the vet school that you want. Vet schools have an in-person interview to get into the school. They will schedule it. The night before the interview, try to relax and try to get some sleep. You won't, but try anyway. Three people typically complete the interview. They are mostly vets at the specific school or vets associated with the school. Before those vets go into the interview, they determine who plays the good cop, the bad cop, and the neutral cop. My experience was they are all nice, and I got to know them after the fact during vet school. These vets are both trying to help you and the profession to see if you are truly wanting to be a vet and that you will be good for the profession. So relax and be honest. They're trying to help. Be sure to dress nice and be up on current events relating to veterinary medicine. They want to see if you're paying attention to the world outside of the classroom. The wait. After your interview, you wait and wait and wait.
and then you get a letter, and you are rejected. Wait, what? Let me explain. We're following my track, after all. Kentucky has an agreement with Auburn University that it will accept so many Kentucky students. So when I applied, 34 students from Kentucky were going to Auburn. This also guaranteed me in-state tuition rates. Around 100 people from Kentucky applied that year. Remember, only so many get into vet school. I was put on the wait list. Yes, they took 34, and I was number 35. That doesn't mean you aren't good enough. That didn't mean I wasn't good enough. Each year is different. Each year is a different pool of people. I had a very talented and smart class. My GPA of 3.5 had a little trouble cutting it against a streak of higher GPA. As of late, the average has been about 3.7. This is to say grades help a lot, but they aren't everything. Don't have bad grades, but they do look at more than just grades. Because I did get in. For those on the wait list, don't despair. I received a call about a week later asking me if I wanted to be a veterinarian. My roommate found me saying yes on the top of a table in my pajamas. I think he was a little surprised even to this day at, at how excited I was to get into vet school. For those who don't get in, go to the exit counseling that most schools provide. This will tell you what to improve on and how to be a better applicant for next year. And don't forget experience for those who have gotten in. You've gotten in and your work has just started. Continue going to vet clinics and seeing what is out there so you can figure out what you want to do and how you want to be a veterinarian in this world. My practice is not what I imagined myself doing when I was in college. Keep planning for expenses now. Veterinarians start out earning around 45000 and their loans upon graduation are about 145000 So get the scholarships where you can, and be thrifty where you can now. For those who didn't get in, oftentimes you can be just as valuable in a different position. I have many friends who do great work but aren't veterinarians. They are in the agricultural fields or the research fields, and have found their true calling elsewhere, but still impact veterinary medicine and get to work with animals. Some may be saying, wow, I'm lucky I didn't go that route, and he didn't even talk about all the poop and long hours that are dealt with. For those who still want to go that route, good luck. You can do it. This is meant to be informative, not disheartening. For those in vet school, you're in vet school and congratulations. You'll love it and you'll hate it, at the same time, mind you, and you'll be pushed beyond limits you thought possible. I hope future episodes of this podcast will help you through it with explanations that your professors may not think of and also just to show there is a light at the end of the tunnel. It's a rewarding career and I have no regrets. I love working with the people, the animals, and all the cool toys that vets get to play with. I wouldn't want to be anything else. Well, except a Jedi. I still wouldn't mind being a Jedi.